to Sustaining Voices podcast. Sourcing Journal Sustaining Voices celebrates the efforts the apparel industry is making towards securing a more environmentally responsible future through creative innovations, scalable solutions, and forward-thinking initiatives that are spinning intent into action. This podcast series is made possible by Cotton Incorporated, a not-for-profit company funded by U.S. cotton producers and importers whose mission is to increase the demand and profitability of cotton. Discover what cotton can do. Sustainability is finally emerging from a siloed department to a practice that's integrated into all aspects of apparel businesses, both large and small. And with this growing adoption comes the need for tools to help map and measure fashion's current environmental impact and its continued progress. I'm Edward Hertzman, founder and president of Sourcing Journal, and I'm joined today by representatives from two organizations that have set out to do just that. First, Amanda Carr, director of strategic initiatives of Canopy, which enlists business leaders in the fight to conserve forests, and Franco Costantini, Managing Director of Control Union, which offers third-party certification programs, as well as Connected, a platform for tracing a product's journey back from finished garment to the fiber source. Amanda, Franco, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Edward. Thank you. So, Amanda, uh, first question is for you. Um, Canopy has been working with apparel companies for more than five years through your Canopy Style Initiative. What type of partners do you have and, and what's the goal of this program? The Canopy Style Initiative is about uh, five years old now and really the goal has always been threefold. Uh, the first and foremost is to end sourcing from what we call ancient and endangered forests for uh, man-made cellulosics, so viscous, rayon, modal, lyocell, some of the branded um, man-made cellulosics. We also want to find what the solutions are. So supporting the development of next generation solutions, alternative fiber inputs that have less impacts. Um, And then the third bucket is really forwarding large scale conservation on the ground. So how do we take that marketplace influence and bring it back down into the forest and, uh, and conserve them? Um, We now have, uh, I think it's 198 brands and retailers Working with us, uh, they include folks like Target, VF Corporation, H&M, Zara, Uniqlo, also designers like Stella McCartney and Eileen Fisher. Um, And then we're deeply engaged with the actual viscous or rayon producers. Um, Over 75% of the entire global supply is, is now part of the Canopy Style Initiative. You've said more than 150 million trees are logged every year and turned into cellulosic fabric. Tell us about how your Forest Mapper tool is designed to help reduce that number. Yeah, um, so Forest Mapper is a web-based, publicly available tool. It's really designed to help uh, all purchasers of forest products, so viscous, packaging, paper, uh, to find out if they're at risk of sourcing from ancient and endangered forests. And the tool was actually something that brands and retailers uh, asked for. So everybody had committed to end sourcing in ancient endangered forests, but we wanted to have a visual representation of what that meant. Um, and, uh, and actually, 100 companies have signed on to the tool, uh, folks like Caring, but also um, uh, viscous producers from around the world, like Austria, Germany, India, um, and China. Um, uh, and it's, um, 
it, it's based, it forms the basis of an auditing process that we have called the canopy style audits. Um, and many, many viscous producers are being audited against Forest Mapper. Um, and then they have the opportunity to change any uh, risky sourcing they have, uh, sourcing that might be coming from ancient endangered forests um, that, are, um, that are identified on the maps. All right, so Franco, um, I want to turn it over to you. Um, Connected is designed in part to help brands and retailers meet their canopy-style commitments. Can you just walk me through this? How does this work? Yes, uh, Connected is um, is a supply chain traceability platform which has been uh, uh, designed uh, to allow brands and retailers to get uh, uh, full visibility along the supply chain. Um, it's basically a, a solution, a solution which is... Uh, 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 giving uh, possibility to to trace materials uh, from uh, the source of these materials. In this case, we speak about the source of fibers up to the finished garment. Um, it's also an application which is uh, which is allowing to identify all the units, all the facilities which are uh, involved in the production process. So uh, we speak from garment level. Uh, up to the pulp. Um, it's basically a, a, a supply chain uh, uh, system which is uh, uh, given uh, to, to brands, retailers, and uh, uh, these brands or retailers are basically pushing it throughout the supply chain. Um, it's based it's based on links links between uh, all the entities which are part of the supply chain, and through the links they are able to uh, submit. Uh, to share, uh, to ship, and to order materials. Uh, and all this flow of materials are recorded and connected, and the final user of Connected, which is a brand or a retailer, is able to, to uh, visualize it. Uh, they are able also to, to extract reports. And basically, they are able to assess uh, the level of traceability that they have uh, currently. So all these tools are about raising awareness and visibility into apparel's impact on the planet. But why is now the time that it seems that these concerns are gaining traction? You know, what is the catalyst that's that's making companies, consumers, brands, everyone aware of this and looking to make a change? Uh, yes, I think everything um, uh, starts uh, with uh, public concern. Uh, the environment ranks um, uh, within the first three places for uh, public concern. So. Um, we, we are, I, I, I think we are uh, at the moment of a cultural change. Uh, and this is uh, basically, uh, you can see it from uh, the increased uh, coverage by publication. Uh, people are uh, more and more aware about uh, sustainability issues. Uh, and uh, brands, by consequence, uh, are able to, well, I would say to, 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 to push to implement uh, their their sustainability profiles, uh, it's like a, a snowballs. Eh? Uh, the more people are aware, uh, the more momentum uh, um, is created, and of course, uh, easier easier it is for all parties involved uh, to implement and to to achieve uh, uh, sustainability uh, plans. So, Amanda, I, I want to be frank. I, I really don't believe that the majority of people out there understand the role trees play in the health of the planet. Uh, I mean, do you agree with that? And, and can you explain what, in fact, 
why trees are so important to the health of, of this, of, of our universe? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I was thinking about this and it's pretty basic, right? From our very first breath, we're literally connected to forests. So if you picture a baby being born, taking its first breath in its simplest form, a tree is breathing out oxygen and we're breathing it in. Um, So that's the simple kind of basic way that I explain it to my five-year-old. But if we have if we think about the complex systems at work, forests literally have their roots in all of it. Food security, biodiversity, climate stabilization, water. Um, if we think of the climate crisis, recent research from the U.S. National Academy of Scientists is telling us that a third of climate mitigation can be net met by protecting forests or restoring forests uh, and that we can make up a third of the mitigation we need by 2030. Um, Forests are kind of, they kind of uh, affect climate change in two ways, actually. They're both a cause and a solution. So um, 25% of global emissions come from the land sector uh, just after, uh, you know, the energy sector in terms of impact. About half of that is coming from forest degradation and uh, deforestation. On the flip side of that, they're also the solution, um, absorbing about 2.6 billion tons of carbon dioxide every year, which is about a third of what we're burning in, in fossil fuels. Um, so there's, that's, that's the climate picture. And more and more, we're starting to understand the water picture. So a third of the world's biggest cities, New York, Singapore, Rio de Janeiro, Madrid, Cape Town, they're all drawing their drinking water from watersheds, forest watersheds. Um, and studies are showing that uh, when intact forests are cleared or degraded, there's a reduction in cloud cover and in rainfall. So uh, I think we can think of you know, forests as a, a simple sort of ecosystem on the planet, or we can start connecting it in our minds to all of the services that they provide. And, and I think, uh, you know, recent IUCN research is really starting to do that and tackle that for us. So Sourcing Journal recently published a transparency report, and we learned how much the industry is influenced by consumers. When it comes to forests, how aware do you think consumers are of how their fashion choices affects you know, this resource. I know, I know your five-year-old may know it, but <laughs> other, other than, than him, um, what's, how's the rest of the, 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 cons- the general public, uh, knowledge on this? Yeah. I would say the average person walking down the street would still be completely shocked to learn that their t-shirt or their suit lining is, uh, is made from trees. Um, I think, you know, as, as Franco mentioned, we've seen the knowledge catapult in the fashion industry over the last few years. And that is where, you know, large scale purchasing and, and sourcing decisions are made. Um, but on the street, I think it's, it's news. Um, I think one of the confusing things uh, that is happening is that tree fiber, when it is marketed, is marketed as green and renewable. And the complexity that sourcing from the world's ancient endangered forests would take a thousands of years to renew, or that we could hit a tipping point where, you know, biological reserves can't renew it, is not front and center in even the marketing materials that are out there that are talking about these types of fabrics as, as renewable or as green. 
Um, so it's becoming uh, more important to raise awareness with the customer about where wood fiber is coming from. Um, our hope is that Forest Mapper begins that education process, but uh, but we definitely have more work to do. Um, you know, it's it can get nuanced. Uh, you know, uh, if we're sourcing from the wrong places, if we're sourcing plantation tree fiber that recently caused deforestation, um, then uh, then we're not carefully planning um, before we log to ensure that you know what's irreplaceable stays standing. So, Franco, whose responsibility is it to get consumers on board? Well, I, I, I believe it's, uh, at the end of all, it's, uh, it's a shared responsibility. Uh, of course, uh, some parties are a bit more, ex- more exposed to consumers, so they are, uh, they are a bit more on, on the face of them. Uh, brands uh, have responsibility in terms of uh, uh, claiming, uh, uh, labeling, uh, and showing to consumer what's the difference between a sustainable sourced item uh, against uh, uh, another one which is which is uh, perhaps uh, not coming from uh, really sustainable sources uh, organizations like canopy styles are of course are also uh, responsible to to create the right momentum so they they push forward um, initiatives uh, and and organizations like us uh, uh, where well, we we support we support the industries by by allowing them to 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 show logo to to distinguish uh, when an item uh, is is uh, is uh, approved as sustainable and where not my personal opinion is i don't think consumers can really can really do this alone you know what's the government's role if any in in protecting natural resources funding new innovation and also raising consumer awareness on these issues yeah, I mean, if if I focus in on one of those uh, governments, you know, federal, regional, indigenous, they are ultimately responsible for creating protected areas. Um, so they also have a role in supporting and instigating what what's needed for our world's forests, which is which is conservation planning. Um, they can also prioritize. Uh, conservation economies um, so that we don't end up with communities that are entirely one resource extraction dependent and so that we there's some diversity uh, for for some of the communities that are you know in the heart of these forests so let's let's talk about the supply chain a little bit as it pertains to all of this so Franco you know what are the challenges companies face when attempting to trace raw materials back to the source uh, from our experience uh the main challenge uh, which uh, which uh, brands and retailers are facing is is uh, related to engagement uh, of the of the supply chain especially uh, from engagement of of the higher uh, high tier uh, companies uh, so you have uh, you have brands who is uh, who is uh, pushing a traceability initiative uh, they have um, uh, good support good engagement um, uh, from their mar- garment suppliers uh, as we go uh, upstream, uh, this uh, support tends to decline, uh, which means uh, when you go uh, to the when you reach the, the source uh, of the of your materials at a yarn or pulp production, there, there you see that uh, um, companies are less willing to to share, less willing to 
to contribute to the to the traceability uh, initiative. Uh, that's that's something which is uh, uh, typical. Uh, it's improving, yes, it's improving, uh, but it's something which is uh, uh, typical uh, uh, typical uh, difficulty when when uh, a brand uh, wants to roll out a, sustain- a, a traceability project. How do you get the C-suite executives at these companies on board with what you're doing? So Canopy's model of change is really to focus on solutions. So helping companies transform their supply chains, reduce their impacts, and really trying to offer concrete alternatives. So the model is bringing them together in a pre-competitive environment to have collective impact, basically. Um, not only identifying the problem, um, but but implementing a, a vision for Viscos. And um, I would say the real tipping point came in the Canopy Style Initiative when large companies took leadership and started showing that it could be done. So early igniters started the flame with Canopy, you know, some of those predictable, smaller, fantastic, uh, you know, outdoor brands or designers and then one or two significantly large retailers joined. Um, so we fast forward now and collectively we're representing $250 billion in annual revenue. And that momentum is actually what gets the attention of C-suite decision makers uh, in, in, in companies that weren't sort of all there already, if that makes sense. If the industry is expected to cut back on or eliminate some raw materials, we'll need alternatives. What can you tell us about microbial cellulosic processes and straw as inputs? Are these scalable? Yeah, I I think that's just it. If we're going to solve the issue of not sourcing from ancient endangered forests, we're going to need alternatives for the raw materials going into uh, these fabrics. Um, they are being repeatedly asked for. One of the, the wonderful things about working uh, with, with the apparel sector is uh, innovation is interesting uh, and inspiring uh, to a lot of the, the brands and, and designers we work with. And we're starting to see things shift here. So um, a few examples. Um, uh, just last week, uh, Sanyu and uh, RenewCell a company, an innovative company out of Sweden, successfully created viscous fabric made from 50% uh, recycled fiber. So using uh, cotton scraps, post-consumer cotton scraps in trials. Um, Canopy has worked for a number of years on using things like leftover straw for paper and packaging. And Columbia Mill in Washington State uh, has just finished its construction and will be producing wheat straw, leftover wheat straw packaging um, products in the next few months. Uh, Producers, you know, big producers like Lensing have developed their Refribra line, which includes 20% pre-consumer recycled cotton, and it's already uh, available in stores. So those are sort of the touch points. Those are the signals we're seeing. Um, There's six trials led by innovators in conjunction with mainstream producers right now that are underway. and Canopy is now partnering to develop a 300 million pooled equity investment fund that's really focused on enabling the construction of commercial scale infrastructure so that we can really scale these things up. Um, when we first started, uh, you know, just five years ago, people were telling us it would never happen and it's impossible. So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's coming. I think it's going to come 
uh, uh, quickly. And I think the brands are hungry for it. I really want to thank you, Amanda and Franco, for joining us today. Uh, quick question for you both. If any of our listeners would like to reach out to you, have any questions, what would be the best way for them to contact you? The best way to reach uh, Canopy is info at canopyplanet.org. Um, any requests you have, any interest uh, that, that new brands have in joining the initiative or producers, uh, that email address will get to you to where you need to go within the team. Great, and Franco? And uh, uh, if anybody wants to contact us, they can um, send us an email to cuuk at controlunion.com. I want to thank you both again. And if you're listening to this podcast and are new to Sourcing Journal, be sure to sign up for our newsletters at sourcingjournal.com. That's sourcingjournal.com. So you can learn more about these topics and be among the first to know about our new podcast, webinars, reports, and other events. Thank you again. Bye.